Welcome to the Rethinker Podcast, asking the why questions to connect faith with culture. Podcast. This is a place where we look at Scripture, God's laws, Jesus' parables, and other aspects of faith to kind of extract deeper meaning and hopefully come up with new and fresh resonance and relevance to both our faith and then to how we interact with the culture as a whole. You know, I've talked a lot about engaging the culture with salt, with understanding, and then recently with reconciliation. But how do we really do that? I mean, how do we provide truth and insight to our world without coming off condemning or preachy? One of the ways is to offer solutions to issues that the world cares about. To do so, we have to think strategically, and most often we have to transplant Scripture inside of our world system. Consider this verse in Proverbs in this light. Of what worth is money in the hands of a fool when he has no desire to gain wisdom? Now let's transplant that verse into our modern-day society. One of the most pressing issues right now, with the exception of terrorism and immigration, is the economy. Obviously, we are just coming out of a recession, but we're still finding that people aren't really making or keeping more as a family unit, even though corporations seem to be doing much better. So how does the Christian deal with addressing this? It doesn't seem to align with a theological response per se, but by looking at the outcomes of man's actions, not just the actions themselves, we can really provide objective solutions that our modern-day secular society just cannot see. Let me show you what I mean. Let's talk for a second about America. For a moment, I'd like you to imagine America Universal as its own corporation, and we'll call our 300 million person operation America Incorporated. For the sake of this scenario, we'll say that America Incorporated's sole commercial product is this nation's profitable future. Now, strictly from a strategic business perspective, how would we go about making America Incorporated a success? Luckily, when it comes to effective business tactics, there are many resources to help our corporation become highly profitable and lucrative. But thankfully, there are a few universal truths. Nearly every book on business strategic profitability agrees on a single principle. For a business to be powerful and effective, it must be proactive, not reactive. A reactive corporation utilizes all its power and time to rectify issues, fix problems, and alleviate stresses. It has little or no opportunity to improve on its current situation. Now, why? Because the one commodity a corporation cannot increase is time. It is a fixed asset or it is a serious liability. There are ways to improve time efficiency, but it is impossible to physically extend it. So if a company utilizes all of its resources reactively, it cannot propel forward. All of its potential time to grow is being sucked up by reactive issues. The best it can do is return to the condition it was in before the breakdown. Now, proactive corporations see problems before they occur. Reactive corporations suffer breakdowns and then must devote attention away from success and towards alleviation. So how does this translate to our corporation, America Incorporated? And what does this have to do with our Christian faith? Well, let me do a quick refresh. If you remember in podcast six through eight, we talked about how God, whose intention has never changed, after the fall of man in the garden, wanted to once again create freedom for mankind. So God attempted to recode the now fallen system by rewriting the code through the laws of Moses to provide the optimal pre-fall frame of living inside our now post-fall world. And we learned that man wasn't necessarily going to understand God through the practice of the actions of this debugging law system, but from the outcomes that were to follow. Take a look at Deuteronomy 28 in this light. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. He will bless the fruit of your womb. You'll be blessed more than any other people. And then earlier in his promises, 
The Lord will keep you free from every disease. You will have none of the diseases in Egypt. God was attempting to reintroduce his best pre-fall solutions in our now post-fall world, first through his chosen people, the Israelites. But the Israelites failed to adopt the principles and turn them into often little more than a weak moral code. Today, much of the culture has rejected what it appears to be a weak moral code, and then is ultimately rejecting God himself. Now, there is no judgment against those that choose to act this way. In many cases, due to our lack of salt and light, it is understandable. But the problem doesn't stop at the individual level. By not following God's intended desire for humanity's protection through his loving mandates, American corporate has predominantly become a reactive corporation. Where God saw mankind's destructive outcomes and provided a way to prevent reactive damage, American Incorporated has chosen to reject God's methodology and therefore must react whenever it faces a physical, psychological, or social breakdown. By not understanding this right methodology and simply viewing it and disregarding God's law from a moral context, it is now reactively wasting its resources of time, money, and talent because physical, psychological, and social bondage is inevitable and unavoidable after certain actions have been committed. A society that gives in to what the Bible refers to as sins increases the wealth of those that either reactively alleviate the bondage or attempt to anesthetize its reality. Let me break it down even simpler. The more a culture sanctions the actions of sin, the more it makes rich those that deal with sin's outcomes. The lawyers, doctors, psychologists, pharmaceutical companies, entertainment moguls, alcoholic beverage corporations, casinos, etc. So instead of using our personal money proactively, we give our money to reactive entities to alleviate or anesthetize the pain found through the outcome of our actions. But money isn't unlimited, right? So the corporation or society eventually self-eradicates once all its resources have been used to react to breakdowns. Since it can't require more time, it must produce more money. And once it runs out of money, what can it do but borrow? Our verse again. Of what money, of what worth is money in the hands of a fool when he has no desire to gain wisdom? And what did we learn that wisdom is? It was essentially the software system running the earth in its pre-fall state of perfection and liberation. Knowledge is now the software system governing existence in its post-fall and broken state. And understanding is the new intended coding language, the software rewrite that we are supposed to be using today. Listen to podcast 12 and 13 for more on these insights. But through these actions committed by those that adopt God's new coding of understanding, the outcome of those actions create freedom to create new actions or to become proactive again, not reactive. Because a proactive society, when it understands and adopts a methodology that circumvents breakdowns, immediately becomes immeasurably more powerful and profitable than a reactive society. It can now capitalize on all the resources that have been stolen from reactive damage control. And most of that reactive money is coming out of our pockets, the average American individual or family. So prosperity now shifts from the reactive to the proactive. It is once again, as God intended it, bestowed on those that are focused on growing the society because they are no longer shelling out their most hard-earned dollars to reactive agencies or losing time, talent, and treasure after consequential outcomes occur. The growth and prosperity of the society is exponential because man is free to grow technologies and ideas that address sin's after effects of bondage proactively. Now, disengaging from sin doesn't take money. It takes a changed heart and an illuminated mind. But as believers addressing a skeptical and disinterested world, we make the most impact by exposing the outcome of sins, not simply decrying the world's sinful actions. 
Now back to our worldview a second. If there's an enemy of mankind, as the Bible asserts, his goal would be to create a reactive society, which over time would implode. Think about ancient Greece or Rome. Sin, once again, not simply through actions, but through outcomes, becomes the catalyst to building a reactive society. God's system of liberation through outcomes is the catalyst to building a proactive society. On the very basis of exponential fiscal increase and freedom, God's loving mandates become the financial savior of a society. Now that is relevant. Unwitting man looks for an immediate self-serving of his own agenda based on his desire for his three main entrapments, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, found in 1 John 2.16. But the enemy is always focused on the end game result, a state of destruction, stagnation, and as we learned here, reactivity. To quote my favorite singer-songwriter Jack Johnson, if we want hell, then hell is what we'll have. At first, this happens on the individual level, but it moves to the corporate level quickly and purposefully. A society that recognizes and adopts God's loving mandates will, by its very nature, become the most powerful nation on the planet because its private and financial resources are diverted from reactively fiscally draining solutions to proactive society-strengthening agendas. Then, in its new abundance, it can see clearly how to address the rest of the world's concerns. What government cannot do through its programs, agendas, and solutions, God did once again through his intended desire for humanity's holistic prosperity. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it showed you some things that, again, we can look at things not just on the individual level, but at the societal level and really create massive, amazing impact and strategic understanding. Hope you have a wonderful day or evening, depending on when you listen to this. And just remember always to live inspired.